All right. Well, welcome to What's Up E-Town, our inaugural podcast. Very excited. My name is Captain Ron. And of course, along with the one, the only, Mr. Jamie. Mr. Jamie. Wow. I'm throwing it in there now. Mr. It's like a a cheap chocolate bar. (laughs) (laughs) Just put Mr. in front of it. I thought about calling you Mr. Big. (laughs) Well, you know. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're doing it, man. I'm super excited. We got a great guest this week. It's going to be all kinds of fun to kick it off. Um, let's just start by telling everybody what we're all about. Sure. What uh, are we all about, Ron? That's a you, re- you, you tell me. That's a really good question. Well, I'll tell you what. What's up, E Town is going to be about events that are going on in Edmonton, things that are opening, charity events, and all kinds of great things that are happening in our city and just on the outskirts of our city. So we're really, really excited to work with a lot of talented people and let you know what's going on at Edmonton. Yeah, I think it's cool that, I mean, we're just two guys with pretty big personalities. You know, we've been in the entertainment business together, uh, well, in, in separate entities, but, uh, you know, kind of cross paths at just the right time. But we've just got lots of different experiences over the years in the Edmonton scene and the entertainment and DJing and all that stuff that 100 percent why not on some very large events for sure. I, and i'm not writing memoirs <laughs> yeah, so exactly like so we can talk about it but we that's can. about it yeah exactly 100 percent, man absolutely so um like i said i'm, I'm really excited to get started with you um i mean tell us tell us about mr entertainment man uh so i mean i was uh i started doing karaoke for mr entertainment when i was 18. could we get some singing or just uh, not do- right now okay, no no okay. not yet okay. we'll get we'll work up to that <laughs> it's our first date Ron. Can, can you never ask me to sing can- i can never promise that i won't ever ask you to sing <laughs> I, I know I know you can't promise to not ask me anything. I can tell you that. I know That's that. oh, I'll be asking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, so I, I mean, I've been doing. Uh, I'm in my 24th year of hosting karaoke shows and DJing uh, weddings, private parties, to, you know, and fundraisers. You whatever type of event needs music, I, I've been involved in it in some capacity or another, and uh, just had a lot like a great time. And so, Mr. Entertainment is uh, in the Edmonton scene. We're in the surrounding areas. We do karaoke in a lot of different bars. Uh, that's kind of our bread and butter. That's what we're known for, for the most part. We used to have music stores uh, in a number of different malls. Uh, got rid of the retail stuff when I took over. Um, so I've been in the in the in the big seat, I guess you'd call it, uh, mm-hmm. for about eight years now. Nice. And uh, still hosting a show out in Leduc, my little show at Cosmos, yeah. <laughs> and uh, great pizza there at Cosmos in Leduc. And uh, yeah, Love yeah. The plug. that's about it. Yeah, just lots of karaoke and events and stuff, and and of course uh, a huge opinion on just about anything. Yeah, which we're gonna let everybody know about that. That's what uh, we're all about. Absolutely. And <laughs> and what about you? I mean, you've been around forever. I remember just before you even get to talk okay. about it. I just remember you <laughs> being like. Up that staircase at Rum Jungle, yes, like absolutely. 400 years ago, yeah, and you were like just a, like a legend almost. Oh, well, thanks, and there was man. always ladies that. lined up on that staircase, yeah. and lots of booze flowing, oh. and that was my like. I, I we didn't know each other back then, yeah. but I remember hearing about Captain Ron. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool now. Like all comes full circle. <laughs> Here I am. Well, yeah, man. I've I've done a, I've I've been really really lucky through my my whole career in the bar business to, to work with some great people and have a lot of fun. I mean, I've had a lot of fun. I went on tour with Molson, uh, for, uh, during 2010, uh, just a fantastic time Met so many people was at the Junos that year, uh, introduced the red hot chili peppers in 20 in front of 20,000 people, nice. like an absolutely 
amazing time in the bar business and uh, just really excited about this. And obviously now I'm doing uh, a company called Big Show Promotions. Uh, what we do is we do, uh, well, we're doing hockey game nights right now. I have a vision for the company going forward, obviously helping out other companies like, you know, subways and things like that to help them get out on the streets and get their clients right. and what they want. So I, I do, I have, I've got lots of great ideas uh, executing, but right now we're just kind of focused in on the, the hockey nights, obviously going to be DJing for you at uh, Big Valley Jamboree. Really excited. I uh, just that. announced. Yeah. It's like yeah. sneak peek info right yeah, there. I'm very, very excited. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. I know that for it's sure. It's going to be a time. And uh, it, well, well, let's announce it now. We're going to be doing some stuff for the podcast out there. That's true. Yeah, we will. Uh, I mean, I think so. Uh, we don't know exactly what the frequency. We're hoping minimum one a month of these things. We're but hoping. we've got some pretty cool ideas for who we want to bring on board uh, to talk to, including I can't wait to talk to uh, Matt out at the casino. Yeah. The new absolutely. racetrack, the Century Mile racetrack. Yeah, he's going to be joining us later on the show. That's going to be awesome to tour that facility and see, like, behind the scenes. Like, we're, like, VIP. We don't even – we haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> yeah, pretty exactly, cool. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Hopefully he treats us like VIPs. We hope so. <laughs> I, I'm pretty – well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens for sure. Yeah, man. So that that's uh, guys. That's pro that's usually that's what we're about. Um, we're really excited to get things going. Um, we do have a Facebook page, right? Yes, we do. And, Absolutely. And an Instagram. Yes, we do. So what What are the coordinates on those? Oh my goodness, you're gonna put me on the spot here, aren't you? Well, yeah, that's the whole point <laughs> of the show, right? It's It's at uh, What's Up E Town. What's so each up, one of them. At What's Up Town. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Cool. So you can follow us on any of those. You'll be able to see our podcast there. Um, we're going to be putting it on a bunch of different things. So I'll be letting you know where you can hear it. Uh, most likely SoundCloud. We're hoping to get on iTunes as well. So uh, hopefully we'll get on all of those things. So it should be good. Yeah. I'm and if you're listening to this on any one of those forums, it means that he was telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not, my light. <laughs> Or exaggerated the truth somewhat. <laughs> I guess it all remains to be seen. Exactly. Well, I think, buddy, what do you, you want to do? You want to get to our first guest here and get yeah, this show all fired up? Let's just hit the transporter and fire our way out to uh, the airport area. Well, let's do it. And talk to Matt Jukage. You're listening to What's Up, E-Town. With Captain Ron. And Jamie. Why did we say each other's names? It's just that kind of show. We're two guys with big personalities. All right, and we are now joined by Matt Jukic, the racing manager from Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Welcome to uh, Century Mile, and I'm glad it only took one take to get that last name down. I know you were worried about it, so <laughs> I'm happy we nailed it and knocked it out of the park right away. Uh, he, he spelt it phonetically seven <laughs> different ways. I was, I was dreading. I think it was a different language, too, so I, we're okay. We got there. Thanks for coming down. It's been a fun afternoon. It has. Uh, we checked out the facility and went through the barns here met some new friends. For sure. Well, thank you for coming down. Our, the, the tour was amazing. First of all, the facility is state of the art on the horses side, uh, the hospitality side. Obviously, I worked in hospitality for years, so uh, I, I walked, I, as you can see, I was walking through your kitchen amazed. Like, it's an unbelievable facility for hospitality. Um, you're on the, uh, the bedding side of things was amazing. Um, 
maybe tell us just a little bit like what are you expecting like from from the casino like what uh, what do you what do you think is going to happen there what's what what have you got planned i think the big thing you mentioned there is is just the top class and then we went everything in the building and uh, in the barns here to be first rate and did everything we could to to give not just the uh the customers and the players the best experience but the horsemen as well uh, the, the customers will notice, like you mentioned, walking in, even from the front doors, just the attention to detail in the countertops, in all the lighting. Uh, we talked about how it looks like the, the sensory splash throughout the building. Yeah. Uh, the kitchen, probably overbuilt, oh, but uh, it, it's a huge, huge production kitchen. I didn't think we were going to get Ron out of the kitchen, personally. <laughs> I, he I just kind of ran I, off on his own there I, for a few I, minutes. I and, totally did. It's a, just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's probably one of the largest kitchens I've seen in a long time. You almost got put to work, so yeah. if you do that again, they're, they're not <laughs> They might not let you leave. I'm going to be flipping burgers. They were eating burgers, <laughs> They too, were. Which looked very tasty, by the way. So um, maybe tell us about the racing side of things. I mean, give people kind of a rundown of what, what the track's going to be like, uh, what kind of races you're going to have there, maybe. Um, just maybe give us a rundown of what, what you've got planned for the racetrack and all that kind of stuff. So I guess the big difference between here and Northlands to start with is uh, five-eighths of a mile was the size of Northlands track. Century Mile, we are a full-mile racetrack, the first in Western Canada here, so it'll be a big change for the trainers and riders and trying to figure out kind of the nuances of the new surface. A lot of the complaints we had for people who wouldn't come for stakes races, the money's great here in Alberta uh, for stakes races, but out of jurisdiction guys didn't want to go down on the smaller track when they'd have to go to 5.8s. The turns are a bit tighter. Uh, it's a bit tougher on bigger horses. Gotcha. Um, speed tends to do well in those races as well, uh, where the late runners don't have that big, long stretch to get rolling. Everyone's going to be at a fair advantage here. Uh, we got a quarter mile from the head of the lane to home, so that'll be a huge, long straightaway. I think we're going to see a lot of action in the stretch here, right by the fans and as they hit the, hit the finish line. And Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but you used to be the announcer at Northlands? Yes, I was there for five years. Started there uh, October 31st, 2013, moved over here from Hastings and uh, spent five years in the booth there. Did the race office stuff as well, so organizing the races, dealing with the horsemen, taking all the entries, doing the condition books, and uh, from there kind of morphed into more of the event side. So when we have the live animals on the track, obviously it's a tough tough sell to do some things so we have to kind of work around we have hard outs we have races going off every half an hour horses right. around the track at 10 minutes to post so we can't have you know loud music and loud noises and stuff has to be kind of coordinated around that so right. it's been kind of a fun journey kind of dipping my hand in uh, different parts of the business absolutely can you give us a run because you were telling me about your your past like how you came to be yeah. what you're doing now. It's a really interesting story. So I'd really love to hear the people that are listening. Like I'd love to hear that. Story. It's, it's been kind of a fun journey. Um, my dad's the racetrack announcer at Hastings Racecourse in Vancouver. It is a beautiful, beautiful backdrop there right on the, on, on the inlet. We're not as lucky here, but a few, few places are in the world. Uh, I started going there and I was five years old with him, bugging him to go hang out in the booth. And eventually started working there at 16. Uh, served ice cream for a while. You saw, uh, carved what up roast your, beef sandwiches. What was, what was your first job? It was it was uh, serving ice cream. At serving the ice cream there. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So did that for a while. Ran, ran the uh, bartended, ran the concessions, ran the bars. Uh, left to open a restaurant for a horse owner. Came back to work in the restaurant upstairs, and then moved into the race office there, and doing the stuff that I'm doing now. So kind of learning from Paul Reinveld, who was the who is the racing director for Alberta. Okay. So it's been kind of a great opportunity that it's worked out kind of full circle from when I started the race office like to, a mentor of some to come sort. back here yeah no it's, it's been sure. fantastic there I was doing picks at home and I'll actually all started kind of backtracking from there 
I was always interested in the, in the wagering side, mm-hmm. and I was doing picks in the program for the radio guys. So we had the Team 1040, you know, the three talking heads would do right. a pick of the day. Yeah. I'd write that, and then it was Father's Day, and my dad was doing the pregame show by himself where he talks about the changes for the afternoon, who he likes throughout the races. And he said, well, why don't you come do with me? It'll be fun for, for Father's Day. And uh, just kind of took off from there. So started doing that every day, worked in the paddock at Hastings where – was talking between races on who people should bet on, who they shouldn't bet on, uh, horses to, to look at there. From then, I ended up doing some work for Portland Meadows with the same kind of stuff. So from home, I would do picks in the program and wow. pick four videos, best bet of the day videos, and then send them digitally. They'd put them up on their broadcast. Northland Sot was doing stuff for them. And then Northland needed someone to come out in 2013 when, when Sugar went back uh, back east and here I am. <laughs> wow. So you're the guy that I have to talk to to win some money then, is what you're If telling. I bet every tip I've gotten from trainers and that, we'd all be broke. So everyone thinks it's a competition. Everyone thinks they're going to win. You can't um, be broker than me, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> or Jamie. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty broke. <laughs> well, let's, let's not bet lo- those we, we loan lonely promotions company entertainment companies. That's, yeah, well. Right? Our employees make more money than we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would imagine, though, like, be honest, it's just us in the, in the uh, radio shack, as we'll call this. Uh, it's just a wheel. You'd spin it, and then that, that's what you would tell people. That's how you determine your picks, right? I, I wish it was that easy. This was, it's a pretty labor-intensive process uh, going through the form. So we talked about the chart call the room when we were up on the roof. Right. So this, those are the people who transcribe the information, what happens in the race, which is then put in the program. So when you look at the program, you can see where the horse was, what the finish time was, who he raced against, and all of the past information in one area. So you want to go through that, see what level the horse is going up, if the horse is going down. Um, both can be good or bad. So if a horse wins for 5000 generally they're going to take the next step and run for 8000 uh, If a horse gets beat for 8000 now you got a choice to make. Do you stay at the same level? Do you go back down? So you want to try to find horses who are finding kind of their comfort zone when it comes to claiming rank. So the higher you get, the tougher the races get, the quicker they go generally. Right. Um, Did you learn this from your dad? Is that most of that stuff learned from your dad or is that most from the racing manager you were talking about? You know what the the worst part is? Is the you learn more from losing wagers than anything else. The horse start machines, they don't run the same perfect race every single time. There's lots of uh, things that go into it, whether it's the jockey as well. They're private contractors who work for themselves, they try to get on the best mounts possible, and uh, you kind of want to see where the leading riders bounce around to, but no, there's there's a ton that goes into that. Looking at race replays, I mean, there's things that can get missed when it comes to um, chart calling. There's lots going on. Things happen where you can see, or, or you have a different interpretation of it, where your horse getting in trouble, you may, may think was either more or less than what was in the chart. So looking at replays, I mean, it's an hour, four or five hour long process for one card. So I think wow. that I think the cool thing that I'm getting, because I'm a pretty simple guy, I've got a number of concussions, I don't retain a lot of information very well, and I'm okay with that. But I think I you represent a pretty good group of normal people that yes, don't yeah. necessarily understand or, uh, or have the aptitude to take in all the mathematics or appreciate the stuff that goes on in the background. Yeah. But I think what's cool when, you, when we were doing the tour and you touched on the fact that the track wants us to win. As Absolutely. people that show up and you've got staff that'll walk around and help me bet and figure out what the best way to go and based on my experience and stuff like that. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we want to make it as easy as possible. Obviously, it's a very intimidating uh, sport to get into. You're handed this big, thick paper with... 50 pages in it and 
here you go. Yeah. Go ahead and pick a horse to win. Right. Uh, we want to try to make it as easy as possible. I mean, I was equated to you don't walk up to the $100 blackjack table and start there. You're playing five bucks. You're going to win some hands. You're going to lose some hands. Well, you're, gonna, you're sober, I guess. Right? Yes. <laughs> you're going to split tens and get yelled at by somebody, but, but you learn yeah. and, and kind of move forward from there. Uh, so, yeah, and we've got wagering ambassadors that'll be around breaking down the basics, whether it's just down to win, place, show. So first, second, third. If you bet a horse to win, it has to win. Those are the odds represented on the tote board, whether it's three to one, four to one, five to two, ten to one, twenty to one, whatever it is. That's telling you what your payoff is. Right. So it's just explaining what you're going to get back and then the wagers from there. So if you bet win, horse has to win. If you bet place, it can finish first or second. But now the payoff's less because that pool is split between two horses. If you're betting show, now that payoff is even less, but it's safer right. because that pool is split between three horses. So there's more winning tickets, which means the, the payoff is less. If a horse is three to one, for example, it'll pay $8 to win. It'll probably pay $380, $4 to place, and maybe $250, $270 to, to show. So it's kind of a, a progression. You want to take the risk and get the $8 or $80 or whatever number you want to use. Right. Or do you want to just kind of collect a little bit, keep keep playing the game and I mean, show parlays are great to get involved in your horses to hit the top three, uh, grab a group of friends. Everyone throws in five bucks. You put $20 to show on a horse. And then if you hit, maybe you collect 30, you put the 30 back in and kind of keep rolling it throughout the afternoon trying to keep the excitement going and try to build up that bankroll. Yeah, for sure. And the risk isn't, risk isn't huge. I mean, if it's seven horses in the race, Mm -hmm. you get to finish in the top three. So it's not impossible, but yeah, true. Enough. Things can happen. Just rolling to get more money, right. To move forward and all that stuff. That's cool. So the track goes live first race April twenty eighth, right? Correct. Yeah, the and first. Go ahead. How many how many races do you think you've seen in your lifetime? S- seen, called, uh, <laughs> quite a few. Uh, obviously, being a big fan of watching off track racing, spend the winter months watching full cards from fairgrounds, Santa Anita, Gulfstream Park. Um, Tens of thousands, hundreds so of thousands. So you have a lot of experience <laughs> lot. seeing highly trained animals in their element racing. And then seeing seeing what you see on paper, seeing them race, and then going, how did that happen? So you try to backtrack from there as well. You're listening to What's Up ETAP with Captain Ron and Jamie. Why did we say each other's names? It's just that kind of show. We're two guys with big personalities. Having the opportunity to spend about an hour and a half touring the facility, you, you've seen both Ron and I uh, in, a, in a physical setting, I'd say. <laughs> if you had to call a race between the two of us on the quarter mile, who would you say, based on your experience in assessing highly well, trained physical athletes? I think when it comes down to handicapping, um, <laughs> we're not going to go on physical appearance. I mean, you said earlier, you're too broken down to play soccer anymore. Oh, so touche. I, I, I think, I think we got to go with, with Ron here just because... If you're too busted down to play that, I, I'm worried about the knees, right? Yeah. Fair. That quarter mile, it's deep sand out there. <laughs> so my games are working. I planted those seeds. This is the best guess we are going to have. I planted those seeds about a fake injury to see if I could affect the betting. You didn't think I was listening either, so. I didn't, actually. <laughs> so you're saying you think Ron, huh? Well, like I said, based on the form, we, we know that you have injuries to go on. I don't, I don't know anything about him. He, he'd be the first-time starter. Well, he spent 15 minutes out of a 20-minute tour in the kitchen. So that tells you a lot, I think. <laughs> okay, he does have, a, he does have a point. Let's give it to him. 
But so April 28th, first race. Is there, what, what's the plan for opening day? Is what's what's going to happen? What's going to make people want to be here? Mark it on the calendar and get here. On, for on, the, on the race, the opening race day. On the opening you day. Open April 1st, right? April 1st is the casino opening. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a huge day. There's events planned that morning, ribbon cutting, and uh, customers can come in the building at 9.30. 10 o'clock is when we actually turn machine, machines on. It'll be a crazy day. I'm sure that whole weekend, you know, the final setup and – and getting open uh, to a big facility is going to be... We opened one at Hastings, I think, for three days. I probably got home for a total of eight hours. So yeah, it's just part of the part of the fun. What, what the public can see is none of that. It'll be, it'll be the fun part of... Yeah, exactly. uh, everyone wants to come see a new casino. Everyone feels lucky at a new casino. They want to come see what's going on. The anticipation of this place now for almost three years has been building, especially Horsemen. Um, and this area, I think, is kind of uh, hungry for it as well. Right. There's really nothing else around. I mean, Argyle is... 25 minutes away, River Cree is probably closer to, to 35 or 40. There's a massive so. cannabis plant. Aurora's right behind us as well. I don't know if they have any off sales, but but you can definitely smell them right right around the corner. So, so casino so. opens at 10 o'clock. You said the games get turned on? Yep. So the, the doors open at 930. Uh, the games get turned on at 10. And when is the first drink served? Uh, we'll People have to check the that. liquor license. Generally, I would say 11. Okay. So that still applies. So you can gamble before you can drink. I believe so. Don't quote me on it. I can double check, but uh, once we get that approved, we'll, we'll know for sure. And we'll update yeah. that. It should be great. There'll be a lot of promotions. There'll be hot seat draws throughout the day. So if you're playing at a machine, you can win money just for sitting there. So a um, boatload, a boatload of machines to play too. How many did you say? So we got the 550 from Northlands. Wow. We have some other fun ones. We have the Fortune Cup, which uh, you guys saw. Uh, it's the electronic, magnetic horse racing game. Very cool. Very very. So cool. it, it runs every minute and a half kind of quick and the horses are moving in front of you there's the replay arena which is a new thing from AGLC where there's big uh, I think there are 100 inch screens on the wall that do show different games it's Baccarat it's Roulette it is Blackjack we don't have physical tables here mm -hmm. we do have the electronic uh, games with 550 slots VLTs um, electronic table games you name it we've got it I'm glad there's no tables, truthfully, because I get really envious of those people who can do cool things. Oh, with flip, the flipping the chip oh. through their fingers. I can't. I drop them. <laughs> I, I lose them. I, it's, I look like an idiot, but yeah. I always try. I get envious of the guys with the black chips. I'm always stuck playing with those red ones. So, oh, those are the two dollar ones. Right? Five dollar ones. Five dollar. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even get those. Right? Is this whatever? You're I stuck with those white chips. Those those what? Those one dollar ones. The ones you get from Toys R Us. Oh, okay. that's the ones I. I'm used to those ones. I lose those a lot too. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie doesn't play on the real tables. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't need it. To, I don't need it at the adult table either. Usually, still Monopoly so. money, blackjack. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got a serious question though. Sure. This I just got a text actually. Somebody was asking me, uh, ironically, while we're doing this, how many jobs in the area? So have, we're going to create created, 225 full-time equivalent jobs. Amazing. 225. Correct. Plus, lots of support from the community so far. So lots. Far We've had a lot. We actually uh, didn't know what kind of turnout we would get. We had a hiring fair at the mall back in February and didn't think we'd get a great turnout. We got there and it was lined up around the corner. So uh, Leduc is very interested. Yeah, the Mall, yeah. Oh, so that was probably their second busiest day then. It might have been. Because <laughs> they were pretty busy opening day, but other than that... <laughs> We're taking pot shots at your neighbors now. I, I don't know. I, think, I they, love it. What a great mall. I would say they they got great stores. Go check out the Under Armour store. Fantastic products. Um, <laughs> this bit brought political. to you by Nike. Yes, exactly. And Adidas. Yes, yes. And Under Armour. No, but, but the Duke's interested. I mean, a lot of people uh, were looking to work here. And I think we picked a lot of good people locally. Um, we're trying to do a lot of things locally here. Uh, the Duke Co-op, who's just down the street, is doing all of our gas for our 
uh, or diesel for our equipment here. Um, we're trying to do as much as we can in the community. So trying to move forward with, with uh, this place as, as our new home. Awesome. So a lot of job creation and 100%. a lot of money being spent locally, which is phenomenal. Absolutely. It's incre- that's incredible stuff. It's incredible yeah. for sure. Um, let's talk about the hospitality side of things. Okay. I mean, uh, obviously that's something that I, I was amazed by. So what did you like about the kitchen then? Just the, the sheer size of it is huge. Most kitchens are small and cramped, exactly. and you're kind of working on top of each other. And there's you guys a, can just leave. We'll just talk about the kitchen for a, a bit. There's, a, <laughs> I, I, yeah. there's less room here. Yeah, wait, sorry. <laughs> Those pants were baggy when this interview started. I'm not sure, Ron, what's happening right now. Oh, I love it, Jamie. You always go there. <laughs> I'm never sitting on this side of the desk when we do one of these again. Yeah, that's I'm just all. telling you that. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're not. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to the hospitality yes. side of things. Uh, I mean, it looks like you're going to have some amazing food, um, some ama- amazing drink. Do you have like a, is there a cocktail area anywhere in there? Is so, there... yeah, we saw the, uh, when we walked in the, the front doors, if yep. you kind of make about 50 steps, you're walking to the feature bar, uh, all backlit, beautiful tiling on there. You can't miss it when you walk in, in, in the front there. Right behind there, there's the restaurant, which we open seven days a week, uh, Mid-City Grill type, if you're looking at Fort Road. Uh, right behind there again the OTB, but uh, for casino and hospitality the OTB options, being... OTB being off track betting. So Sorry. if you wanted to, no worries. Just if you wanted to play racing from California, Florida, New York, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, come the summertime, that's where you can hang out every day of the week and play and play that, or on the second level on live race days. But for food options and hospitality, that's open all the time. Second level for race days, we have the concessions, the concessions at the tarmac. I think the coolest part will be maybe why the kitchen has to be as big as it does is the group areas that we do have. So right next to the restaurant, which is over 400 seats, uh, we have three group areas that can turn into one big one or three little ones. So it's 40, 40, and 48, 128 people trackside, your own private patio there. Yeah, the balcony uh, was amazing, overlooking the entire track. And the view from there is just, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's, it's going to be, like I said to you guys on the tour, it's going to blow a lot of people's hair back when they walk in there and just go, oh, this is really nice. Um, but getting there, the views are great. You can do private functions there, like I said, for 40, 40 80, or 128. Um, but your private buffets will all be done in there, whether it's sandwich bars or something higher end. We have the group room in the back. The buffet for the restaurant, we open every live race day. We have 51 of those. And then some days will be a bit higher end. So when you're looking at Oaks and Derby Day, August 17th and 18th, those will be your higher end exquisite days for, for hospitality. You're listening to What's Up Eta with Captain Ron and Jamie. Why did we say each other's names? It's just that kind of show. We're two guys with big personalities. Hi, we're back with Matt Jukic from One Mile Casino and Racetrack out by the airport. Um, listen, Matt, I was uh, looking on the uh, your website. Um, I found some racing terminology. So what I'd like to know is if we can go through a little bit of that. I like that you had some of the some of that stuff for, for the layman's that don't really know what it's all about. And then like uh, I found some stuff like some funnier terms like bad actor. Yeah, so bad actor would be a horse who isn't on his best behavior. How about that? What, temper- um, oh, yeah, temperament. Little temperament. Okay. I mean, horses are like people. So they yeah. have good days. They have bad days. Some don't like anybody. I just, um, sounds familiar, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad actor. Very bad actor. <laughs> so that's, what the, that's where the paddock comes in. So that's that big area just north of the building where the stalls are numbered. Um, the horses come out there at about 20 minutes before the race. They'll parade around so you can get a look just to see if anything's changed. Maybe they've got front wraps on today, which would indicate 
uh, a different track they may not like, or maybe they've had uh, missed a couple of days of training. So just things to notice to pick up on that. Or if they're stomping around full of themselves and ready to roll, you can see that as well. Sometimes they'll come out and just kind of lope around and yeah, not not well, like, like the one you were day. telling about us in the stalls there that, that bit, bit you. The gray one, yeah, she bit me two weeks ago. Miss Hesse, she won a stake race last year at, at Century Downs. <laughs> um, but yeah, some like people, some don't like people, and yeah. they're all they're all different. So you got to watch and, and and see, especially on post uh, in the paddock and post parade, you can see how they're feeling and if they're keyed up, ready to roll, or if they're just kind of just all right. Well, I got to go through the motions here at least. Yeah, like I, I said, just, the, I the, they're not machines. It's it's every day is a yeah. different day for them. There seems like there's a lot of is there a lot of slang used in in oh, yeah. race talk? It seems it seems like like I was looking through and like it was like so it was like a different tuning. language. Yeah, it was totally like a bad actor uh, morning glory mutter. So a morning glory be a horse who works really fast in the mornings. You're like, all right, this is gonna be my next. This is the Derby horse, right? He works 58 seconds flat every time we send him out, and then something changes in the afternoon, and his mind doesn't work the same way, or something he doesn't likes on the track, or he doesn't like the people around. But there's something that just doesn't click for him where he looks like a monster in the mornings and then a puppy cat in the, or a puppy dog was, in the afternoons. I was fascinated actually by it. That's why I had to ask you about it because I just thought it was really cool. So mud are some horses like mud. Um, and then that's where you talk about handicapping and looking into that. That was where, that's what I enjoyed looking at is maiden races uh, where you can kind of dig into the family. So you can look back for the, my favorite example is a horse named Cambia Corsa. She raced in California mm-hmm. And at Santa Anita, they have a very uniquely configured turf course where you actually come down a hill. Uh, it starts on the backside. You run, it's a right-hand turn, and then you, then you run down a hill, which doesn't happen anywhere else in North America. And she was the queen of it. I think she was 9 for 11 in her career or something crazy like that. Oh, wow. Going down this hill yeah. and won four or five stakes races. She was a killer. So you look into the form one day, and now she's going to the breeding shed, and her kids are now hitting the racetrack. And they're running down the hill first time out. So, like, oh, well, she could do it. We'll see if they can do it. And sure enough, right to the winner's circle, this thing goes. So wow, now you're watching yeah. for, for Cambia courses that are going to hit the, the downhill turf course. And you can find 8 to 1, 9 to 1, 10 to 1 sometimes. That's kind of where you want to try to make some money. And so if you're looking at the DRF, for example, it's one of the more popular past performances. They've got a Tomlinson rating for wet track. And that's based on what the parents did. So... Uh, Curlin, for example, all of his offspring have really high numbers in the wet, where some mares won't, and then you can kind of get a, get a number there to, to it's, your, it's a guess until they do it. But at least once they do it, then you can see where a horse will be great on a dry track, and then either can't get a hold of a wet track, or doesn't like the, the splash back in his face, or something. Is it, is it essentially like analytics? I mean, a lot of it is. For, for horses? Yep. Essentially? So you're like... looking at, you know, race distance, race level. Um, you're looking at what track they're running. We don't see a lot of that here, but in the States, they'll go to different tracks in different months, and especially coming up now uh, with the Kentucky Derby on the horizon. Horses are racing at the game winner, for example, was at Santa Anita. He'll be at Oakley. He was at Oaklawn. He might stay at Oaklawn and then run in Kentucky. So he's at five different or four different racetracks pretty quick um, right. through those races. So you want to try to balance that out and try to figure out what's, what's worth more and no, there's a lot to dive into. Like I said, it can be intimidating, but you can also pick the prettiest one or the best name, and uh, that can be just, just as, as, as successful. 
Exactly. I mean, this would have taken me years to memorize some of the lingo that's in some of this stuff. I've so, had a twenty-year I mean, head start. So. Uh, you do. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do. It feels. It feels like we just like we need smart people like that. Like maybe the Oilers could hire. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you interested in a? a Absolutely not. I've seen how that goes for a lot of people. So I think that that'd be good. We're getting turned down now. Getting turned down. <laughs> the, the the thing so another thing that you touched on so again getting back because i i kind of feel myself again going into that place where it's like i'm feeling overwhelmed too much. And a little anxious yeah and i think a lot of people will feel that but touching on the fact that you've got those people like yourself with that experience and that knowledge that can can walk somebody through mm-hmm. it and and when we were doing the tour you're saying so the whole track facility the the tarmac all those areas are are family friendly so kids can come, bring your bring Absolutely. your kids, and, t- and make a day of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no casino for the kids, right? But there's daycare somewhere that you can drop the kids off. Or I don't know about that. I'm sure Google. I'm sure Google would be a great resource to tell you that. Anyways, <laughs> just leave them in the car with the window cracked and, a, <laughs> and an iPad. I yeah. think that's yeah. fully charged one. at least. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Or anyway. leave the car running. Yes. <laughs> What's up, E-Tone does not condone what just happened in this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. No, it's, it's, it's family-friendly on, on the tarmac. There's a, a family-friendly family area just inside next to the casino where they can enter the building and then head up. That second level is all uh, all ages. But like you said, unfortunately, the, the casino's not. So, yeah. which, which is fine. The kids can learn about that online anyways. It, it's, it's funny how many people you talk to that their first experience was coming to the racetrack as a kid yeah. with either their grandparents or their parents. and I did it myself. I did it for myself. I was t- I, I'm not sure if you were there when I was talking to the the market. What's the marketing manager's Marina. name again? Marina. That's right. Uh, Marina was awesome, and I was I was telling her that I bet on Grandma's pet, and I won fifty dollars on that. You actually were there. Sorry. Yeah. What was and the name was, of the horse? Grandma's, Grandma's pet. pet. That's what it was. Grandma's pet. And you won fifty dollars. Yeah, I won fifty bucks. It was like one in a billion dollars. Deadpan, hey. Yeah. That's all I get. That's from it, you. man. That's yeah, it. I thought that was a better one. <laughs> <laughs> so family friendly you talked about the different sections too so you can do corporate functions you can have private parties birthday parties yep the, the, team those building, requests you are already it. rolling in uh, i know they're kind of backlogged right now with a bunch of those oh, so they're, they're working through them but it's a great uh, great night out and like i said it isn't like i was talking to you guys before it doesn't have to cost you a whole lot if you wanted to bet two dollars a race or even the show parlay and you can hopefully get through a few races um it's a fun afternoon you don't even have to come and bet yeah. Even just to come hang out on the tarmac and just watch the racing. When you're down on the rail and they're pounding by you through the stretch, there, there's no feeling like it. Yeah, that would be powerful. They're massive animals. I mean, let's be honest. And what about, so how do you, can you like reserve tables? Is it first come, first serve? Like if I want to come out on date night with my with my girlfriend and get a nice table and enjoy dinner and, and see the races. If it was a date night, I'd definitely recommend some reservations. Okay. Uh, you don't want to let her down, so. Fair. I mean, oh, she's gonna be let down more more than you already do. (laughs) Oh, she's gonna be let down. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. We're editing this, right? You you told me you didn't want, you didn't want deadpan anymore. So now I'm not giving you deadpan. I I appreciate, appreciate, Matt. I feel like we know each other. It's frightening. No, no, I would recommend reservations. Um, The club was a little bit smaller than what in Northlands. It was 600 seats there. We're just over 400 here. Uh, there was quite a few days where it was full, so I would plan ahead a bit, jump on op- open table, uh, get the reservation. Oh, for you guys are tables. on open table? We are, we're on open table. Awesome. There, there will be some owner's tables that are bought for the year, kind of like a, buying a box seat. But for the most part, we'll have lots of tables open every day. Uh, I would imagine we'll be booking two weeks out and then able to grab those tables when, whenever you need to. So Perfect. And you were saying, how? so how many race days are there actually going to be? 
So from April 28th to August 26th, which is a Monday, we have 51 live racing days here. So 51. we're going. Wow. Saturday's... 51 opportunities to not disappoint my girlfriend on a date night. <laughs> well, not, or, or a date afternoon. Uh, we, well, we don't have light standard. We have light bases in. Uh, the LED lights will go in at the end of this year. So we'll be able to run more night racing next year. But for this year, we're going Thursday nights at 5.55, which start at the end of May. And then Saturday, Sunday afternoons at 1.45. Okay. So it's a great you know, weekend activity where you're wrapped up and you can head off somewhere else after that. And if I bomb the date, she's got all night to go on a different one. <laughs> to I find guess, somebody else. Yeah. Someone else. Or, or you can make wow. up for it. <laughs> or you know, if, if you, you made a bunch of money at the track, then you can take her out to uh, wherever your special place is. Yeah. Matt's going to give us the inside so we can yeah. bet the properly. inside track. Yeah, exactly. Well you, well, you go see who you, who you, you petted today and uh, see if you can bet on them when, when they hit the racetrack. That's exactly right. 100%. All right. I guess, I guess one thing that you mentioned um, before was we talked about parimutuel wagering and how as the racetrack, we want you to win here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that is, parimutuel wagering, it's a French term, means amongst ourselves. So how it works is like poker with a rake in every hand. You come to the window, you make the bet, the track keeps a small amount, everything else is put in the pool, which is paid out to the wager holders, not just on track here, but across North America. So ideally, we help people as much as we can on track here to get people winning here. So we have picks in the program, we'll have picks on the screen before the races, we'll have explanations in the paddock. We're trying, we'll do everything we can to help you learn horse racing. That's awesome. I, I'll, I'll be here trying to learn. I, I love the, just seeing me. I'm, I'm easy to find. Like, so if you need any questions, come, come track me down. I definitely will. I won't talk to you on opening day though. Cause I know you're going to be busy. <laughs> we'll find time. <laughs> and, and is it possible to arrange a race? Are we going to get on that track? And we act, can humans run on that? Well, you track? can't get on a, a horse on the track, but you can get, you I would can get on the track not. if you'd like. <laughs> so I would, I would challenge, I issue this challenge to you, Ron. Oh my goodness! Here we go. I'm not sure how long. I'm, I'm going to warn you. It's a mile, <laughs> but it's six inches deep, and it's a lot harder than you think. I feel, <laughs> so, like, I feel like taking this challenge and then just like just jogging behind him while he's running full bore. <laughs> I, I know it's you know old. Oh, I don't know how much videotape your guy or yeah. Barney's got here, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's got enough memory on his phone to get the entire lap of you guys. We'll be out there for quite a while. <laughs> So maybe we just do like the home stretch. Yeah, we do the, yeah. the, the quarter mile to home. Yeah. Okay, so do me this fair. I'm going to put yep. you on the spot a little bit. It's Captain Ron. It's Jam and Jamie. Call us down the stretch. And Captain Ron's in front by two big lengths. Jam and Jamie now starts to roll. Jam and Jamie up on the outside. Captain Ron starts to get weary in deep stretch. Captain Ron, Jam and Jamie, Jam and Jamie at the wire. <laughs> <laughs> you won! With the bad knees and everything. Yes! With the bad knees. That's awesome. Sorry, buddy. Oh, man. I lost again. Well, I, I we already picked you. on him for the date night, so we had to yeah, sure throw something sure back. We, yeah, we, get, we had to get him bold, right? Yeah. Right. I'm beaten over here. You're all right, for we, sure. We can't thank you enough, Matt, the, the access that you gave us today. And, I mean, this is our first podcast, so to be able to partner with, uh, with a venue like you guys uh, right on the eve of your opening pretty much. And yeah. uh, the, the time that you gave us uh, with all the fires that you were putting out, just we're so grateful. To, to let us have this uh, appreciate you guys coming down yeah. like, like to get the, the good word out of uh, Century Mile as much as we can so uh, absolutely well thank, thanks for joining us thank you thanks for having me guys we will be down to check out the casino on the April 1st as well obviously on the 28th too so we'll Perfect. definitely come and check out thanks for joining us thank you so much what a fantastic day
Oh, that was awesome, man. I, I, I can't even believe that was so much fun. Yeah, Matt, Matt, amazing. Um, we really thank him for joining. It was so, it was so much fun to have him on, hear about horse racing, hear about the new casino. Uh, just really, really excited about this brand new venue. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I honestly didn't expect to get that much time. Like, I mean, the guy, they're, they're on the eve of opening. It feels like. Yeah. And uh, you know, his phone is blowing up the whole time, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah. We have nothing but time for you." No. So hospitable, and the access, like, to, to get to see everything. Uh, the way we did was uh, it was pretty cool and then to get to the stables and and meet some horses and yeah. I'm, I'm city boy all all the way through but <laughs> it was pretty cool to to get to see the horses and walk through the stables and see you know that whole behind the scenes stuff that like there that nobody's gonna see that yeah that's exactly right everybody's gonna see the polished yeah uh, casino where we got to see the inner inner workings of the casino which was really really cool yeah super exciting and uh, like to to think about all the stuff that they're going to have there that I hadn't heard about yeah. yet. So yeah. to know, you know, rooftop patios and, and all the area in the, in the uh, tarmac yeah. where you can go right up to the fence and, and feel the horses racing by you. Oh, and no. I can't wait. April 28th is, yeah. is the first race, right? 100%. So they open the casino on the 1st yep. of April, which 100%. is like now it's, mm -hmm. it's happening. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, to, to see those first race, I can't wait. I'm going. Oh, I'm going to. Like, we're, we'll definitely be there. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. I mean, I'm really excited about it. I'm also excited about this. This yeah. was the inaugural podcast, my what's friend. What's up, E-Town? Yeah, what's up, E-Town? Um, so make sure you join us again. Of course, we've got all our, our Instagram accounts, our Facebook accounts. Just look for What's Up E-Town. You'll be able to find us on all platforms as well. Uh, we're going to let you know, uh, obviously, on those where you can find our podcast and all those other things too as well. So uh, what else do we got, Jamie? Uh, well, so the thing I was going to say, we got some pictures. We had uh, our friend Barney we do was with us yeah, at yeah. the casino, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. he did get some pictures and a couple of kind of interesting videos i'm interesting, thinking interesting videos, uh yeah. so we'll you know we'll check what's fair to put up and <laughs> yeah. uh and so stay tuned for that so check back at uh, what's up e-town on facebook and instagram that's right and yeah. uh we'll have some fun content hopefully uh for people to jump on and look at and comment and stuff like that so Definitely. and we'll try and keep that sort of stuff going so that whenever we're experiencing these things uh, firsthand we'll do our best to kind of share what we're allowed to yeah. uh with our listeners 100 percent. cool man i can't wait to do the next one we've got a couple of different topics that we could be teetering on here I so i agree I'm, I'm pretty excited about it too we, we've got a long list of guests a lot of great people uh, a lot of great edmontonians so we're really 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 excited about the podcast yeah and with any hope as this grows you know for anybody listening to this if you've got a topic or if you if there's a, a big event that you want us to feature yeah. and, and we're able to yeah then please do let us know yeah drop so. us a message on facebook or instagram as we as we mentioned we want to hear all your thoughts um and all your wishes as well for the show well maybe not all your wishes but yeah yeah let keep, us know your thoughts for keep sure. some things to yourself <laughs> <laughs> right on man this has been a blast i can't wait for the next one ron all right man that's what's up b-town thanks for joining us everybody of course captain ron and jamie we'll see you next month you're listening to what's up b-town with captain ron and jamie why did we say each other's names it's just that kind of show we're two guys with big personalities <laughs> <laughs>